Hello, I'm Joaquin Ruiz, Dean of the University of Arizona's College of Science, and this is Arizona Science. With me here today is Casey Ernst, Associate Professor of Epidemiology and Biostatistics in the College of Public Health at the University of Arizona, and this Monday's speaker at the 2016 UA Science Lecture Series, Earth Transformed. Welcome, Casey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Casey, one of the issues that people talk a lot about is whether these uh, places where we had certain diseases change through time as temperature and uh, humidity changes around the earth based on global climate change. Right. And I would say that there is evidence that suggests that there will be certainly effects. There are still a lot that we need to know about some of the dynamics of things that are transmitted through vectors. For example, my expertise is looking at uh, dengue transmission and other diseases transmitted by Aedes aegypti in the desert southwest. Now, what do you mean by a vector? So a vector is a, generally speaking, it's an arthropod, and it could be a mosquito, a tick, um, a flea, or a, a fly that transmits some sort of infectious agent. Would you expect, based just on theory, uh, that dengue and other tropical diseases would become more prevalent in southern Arizona? Uh, you know, I think that there is that possibility. One of the things that does sort of minimize the impact of, of the diseases emerging here is the social factors. So a lot of the infrastructure that we have does protect us from some of these infections. However, what we have noted is that the range of vectors such as Aedes aegypti are expanding due to the increasing uh, warming temperatures, which are allowing them to habitat places where they weren't originally uh, found. And what about things like, uh, we have kissing bugs in, in Tucson, and we know that kissing bugs, you can be allergic to them, but they don't uh, give you the disease that they have in South America. Right. How so, come, and could that kind of stuff change? Right, and I think, I think it really depends upon the exact species of the bug. Some are more or less competent for transmitting um, schisto or Ch Chagas disease. And so what we need to learn more about is, it, are the subspecies that are currently here, are they actually able to vector the infection to people? Um, as well as there is sort of a smaller amount of exposure to these vectors. While the effects of someone who is allergic to the, the bite can be very dramatic, um, the numbers, the sheer numbers of the vectors are magnitudes higher in places where these diseases are endemic. And so um, there's certainly a possibility that it could expand the range of more competent vectors northward, and that could certainly be a possibility. Keeping it still local, in Arizona, uh, atmospheric scientists believe that winter rains are going to probably disappear uh, because that system is sort of simple. There's a jet stream. But the uh, monsoons are very complicated, and nobody has a clue, really. But, but it, So the point is that it's not only temperature, but it's also uh, how water comes down, right? And, and th that must make a big difference in the life of mosquitoes or whatever other arthropod. Absolutely, it does. And so one of the things with most of the vectors that we have here, common species are Aedes aegypti and Q-like species, which transmit West Nile, which we certainly have West Nile activity in Arizona. In some ways, it's probably one of the higher states in the nation in terms of West Nile activity. Um, but they're container breeding species. So things that, precipitation that um, increases sort of natural habitat, like ponds and flooding, are not necessarily the better habitat. However, if you have a yard where there's people's containers out in the backyard that they've left exposed, that water can fill up in those containers and provide an ideal habitat for, for those um, mosquitoes to, to lay their eggs and for those to develop. So 
the the thought that if we have drier conditions that there will be fewer containers is possibly true. However, we can't uh, discount the the sort of reaction, which is there's a lot of people who do water storage. And so if you have a drier season and people rely on other water sources for their gardens, they may be putting out ad hoc containers to to trap water and reuse gray water, et cetera, that may not be totally sealed. And if you have improper water storage as a reaction to drought, that could actually increase uh, vector habitat as well. And if you're not going worldwide, is there a hot spot where people are worried about big changes in diseases based on global climate change? You know, I think most of the, the tropical regions, which already have a, a pretty high burden of disease, um, because they don't have a lot of the infrastructure to sort of m adapt to um, the different changes that could occur, I think that that's probably where you're going to see some of the biggest impacts in infectious disease, as well as sort of at the boundaries of transmission. So right now, you know, if you have um, a, a vector population that is sort of uh, limited by climatic suitability, if you have global warming and it increases the temperature, it'll ex it could potentially expand the range. Um, so at the edges of where you have endemic transmission are also at pretty high risk. And finally, what are you gonna tell us Monday? So Monday, I'll be talking a little bit about some of the health effects of climate change that are really specific to this region. I want to focus a little bit on this region, but also talk globally about some of the uh, specific things that are, are, are known and things that are not known. And one of the things that I want to convey is that while there are many disease systems that we may be uncertain about, um, uncertainty doesn't mean that there won't be an effect. So there are complex systems that we are investigating in terms of the impacts of climate change on health. And we need to know a lot more about the system currently in order to better predict what's going on in, in under climate change scenarios as well. So, but that does not necessarily mean that there's not an effect. Well, I'll be at the front seat waiting to hear your presentation on Monday. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. Next week, we continue with our conversations with the speakers from the 2016 UA Science Lecture Series, Earth Transformed. I am Joaquin Ruiz.